to Pop Culture Prisoner, everybody. I'm your host, Dipti, and I'm here with Dina. Hello. Hey, Dip. Hello. You know what? I still have not made a new intro. I mean, I'm not even actually thinking about a new intro. I just right. say that to like a, to like fake apologize for my lame ass intro. But anyways, one day. I'll I something. think it's lovely. Thank you, Dina. Let's talk about this episode of Beverly Hills. I think it was episode 14 of this mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. Um, on a scale of 1 to 10 of excitement for it, I was at a 10. And what was your excitement level for it? As you recall, I was not that psyched about the last two episodes of Beverly Hills. I thought there was going to be more. And it turns out that that wasn't foreplay. That was the excitement. And I was really, really, really let down. There was some premature ejaculation, obviously. And I was very let down with this episode. As, yes. I mean, the moment they started the oh, episode yeah. with oh. being back in Lisa's garage, I am so confused by this. So day. confused. Okay. Like, obviously, Rinna is like, how did she get Bravo to try to propel her daughters like into stardom? Like, this is obviously Rinna trying to get her daughter's model career really at another level like I, mean, I she, think they have real campaigns i mean they, they do but, but yeah. she is trying to get them to another level because this I was know. so absurd and i will tell you like when, when she comes out of the car and they're like look at this car and then it's just about like her having a hot boyfriend and all this stuff i was just like delilah delilah yeah i was just like fuck this stupid family like right this is so substanceless like am i supposed to be envious of just someone who was born with a silver spoon in her mouth and an anorexic mom who like Uh, like again i don't think she's anorexic but well okay Uh, yes she controls her eating like a lot of people yes she controls her eating like a lot of people but like i was just like just like so I'm, I guess I was just, I'm, I hate Rina, obviously, right mm. now. And I was just like, you know what? I Fuck this family. Like, these girls. Like, mm. it's just, I have no interest in this just, like, influencer life. Like, oh, I'm that's a good point. I'm that's a good point. That this it. was all for, like, an influencer lifestyle. Yeah. I, I This was more my thing. We start out in the garage looking at these vintage, she keeps on saying her vintage dresses. Which they are vintage, but they're vintage from a decade that shouldn't be a decade that we look back on and think amazing fashion. It's cheesy. All her dresses are cheesy, sexy, like fine, they're vintage, but not phenomenal dresses other than that Alea dress probably. But I kept on thinking what I am normally used to with vintage and looking at someone's closet is because we were super fans of the Rachel Zoe show mm-hmm. that like, that was amazing vintage. Yes. When yes. Rachel yes. brings out her oh, stuff, yeah. it is like you are every piece is to die for. I feel yeah. like even if it's not my style, even if whatever it's to die for every priest, this was brought out. It's like a cutout with a metal thing. And it was all just like cheesy stuff. And then she has her two daughters that now look exactly alike. And they both look like um, blow up sex dolls. 
Oh my right? God. Totally. As you, I think you said that before. I yeah. mean, they, they look like blow up <laughs> sex dolls. I mean, and they're trying on these dresses and I was just like, oh my gosh. Like you said, this is so cheesy. I don't know why we're back in the garage. I don't know why this vintage stuff is part of Lisa's storyline. I don't know if they're going to start a consignment sale right, like I know. business, but Has I to. also, and of course it's like, of course the car that got the boyfriend is driving is a rented vehicle. And of course, you know, Scott Disick is a super into cars and, um, he does all this stuff with cars. And that was the point. Amelia's oh, boyfriend. I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. Amelia's boyfriend. So Scott Disick set him up with a rental car for his oh, birthday. Oh, okay. So right, on top okay. of it, it's like, I don't know. I, I get it. It may be expensive to rent that car, but it's embarrassing to me that what you're trying to flash is a rented vehicle. Yeah. yeah. We could yeah. all chip in and rent that vehicle right. for a day. Like, that's hey. the part that I'm like, this is so cheesy. Like, honestly, I'm sorry, but, like, a leased life is not impressive. Right. Right. Like, right. you're on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, right. which we watch solely for the wealth. And, like, right. enough right. with this lease shit. Right. Right. Please take note, Dorit. Like, you all know that your every clothes that you put on your back is, like, rented. Right. Totally. But talking about that, we move into Crystal and Dory. And the only thing I had to say about that is how odd is it? I mean, honestly, Crystal says in normal times, she hosts two to three parties a week for other people at her house. Mm -hmm. Do these other people pay for these? Okay, Dina, I have such a, here's, I have, like, it was like my biggest bullet point of the episode. I am so Okay, so I was like, wow, two to three parties. All right, that's a lot. Like, I'm just trying to process it. And then when we get to the Rinna Beauty whatever party, I'm like, that's a fucking party planner over there. Like, what does Crystal do? She just, like, opens her house up to it and, like, agrees. I'm sorry, I don't think Crystal's doing that much. And she's like, it's my party. Everyone's like, Crystal, this is gorgeous. I'm like, she didn't do shit. Well, I do think what the ladies do, I mean, none of these ladies actually do anything, right? They have other people execute everything, but just having but the I vision. Think, but they I have the think vision. The, I think the party planner has the vision. I understand that other people execute. That's fine. But I just she, don't think it's okay. Crystal's right. vision. How about this? She has to give the person the vision that she's thinking about, and then they execute. But they do have to know what it's for, and then you talk about it. But the thing is, I couldn't get over... Agreed. Like, but who pay? Like, who pays for right. it? Right. It I mean, has to be. Least... It has. Uh, you know what? I'm sorry. It 100. percent Like her friends are like because she has probably this. Like we haven't seen. Eh, we've seen enough of the house. It's this gorgeous house, I guess. And right, but I feel like and they people all are have. like. I know. I, I don't know. I mean, I think like that's that's probably actually like one of her side businesses. I throw parties for rich people. I don't know. I just, I could not get over it. It just kept on thinking. And then she like opens her house two to three times a week. It just seems so I feel odd like, to me. I feel like Rob is like, okay, honey, you could do this. You can yeah, like, no, it, it, And I mean, again, all these women, I mean, this is what they do. They go to charity events. They go to mm-hmm. luncheons. They, you know, I mean, that's what a lot of the things are for. Like, you know, 
luncheons and charity events and stuff. And so you're hosting all these people, but I, it just sounded so odd to me. And I don't know why this, yeah, this was like the most like thing of the show. I was like, I, I thought about it so much. And I want to say something like planning a party and like the production of a party. I am not shitting on that. That is an art. Right. Like I admire the hell out of it. I mean, right. It's like planning a wedding, you know, right. like it's just like, it's very intricate. And when I see right. something that's novel, it's just like, I admire it. I, I respect it. So right. I'm not knocking on that part of it. I just personally kept thinking all episode long, how much vision of this is crystals? Well, I mean, I think Lisa had to, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just couldn't get over the who pays for it. I a hundred percent. I and okay, I shouldn't say hundred percent. To be more realistic, I think ninety nine point nine percent. I'm ninety nine point eight percent sure that the friends pay for it. Yeah, Crystal, like she can't throw two to three parties gratis for people. Right. Like, right. no way. I need. I no. feel like this is a situation where we need our friend Allison to perform mm. her DM functions and yeah. DM Crystal <laughs> yes. and ask her. Can, you're just wondering, who pays for these parties? Yes, we're going to stick her on that. If our listeners don't know, Allison, she is a, on the quieter, unassuming side. But in the pandemic, something happened to her and she started DMing. Right. <laughs> like, like she DMed Peter right. the Bachelor to right. tell him to read the room right. during COVID when he was kept like, <laughs> like right showing videos of him with like drones and like jet skiing around florida yeah. with his girlfriend who they've so broken up odd. since and she dm'd him and was like oh with all the troubles in the world you're gonna do that right. anyway she dm'd some other people too like legislature and Iowa, i mean it's I very it was very it's it's very very funny and so it's, it's just so like funny. so maybe we should have her dm yeah we might have to, crystal might have something coming to her right um okay so yeah dina i've thought about that a lot and it was more like thank you for clarifying my words like whose vision is it i i personally think crystal might have I'll give her like maybe 20, 25% vision. That's just my guess. Well, I mean, you tell them like it's a lip, you know, it's a party and the focus is on lips and, you know, on, you know, like, you know, a lot of emphasis and yes, and somebody else provide, and then you say yes, no, and but you, you know, are directing, but no, she's not doing anything but else. No, I kept also thinking, but people listening are like, are you seriously still talking? Right, about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah, but, but last thing is the entire episode, I also, oh, the entire party, they kept being like, oh, this is amazing. Crystal, you did such a good job. I kept being so mad on the party planner's behalf. I want to be like. But that's every party they have. I mean, that's I mean, every, every party everyone has. Yeah. I know. I don't yeah, know why. Every party. Me. I mean, they, they, I mean, party planners are like They're behind the, the show. They're right. And, the and no, and I mean, they are, they are shown on the show. I mean, the party planners for every, like we know Kyle's different party planners and, you know, I mean, they're part of the well, show. Crystal wasn't giving hers any credit. Credit. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. okay. Well, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, everyone listening to the podcast mm-hmm. right now. I'm finished with the okay. rant on that. <laughs> okay. So Erica, <laughs> Erica, like at her uh. house and she's vacuuming. Like I was dying laughing. It was like the longest vacuuming machine with her Dyson stick. Like it was just ridiculous. 
ridiculous. It was so cleaning like, the stainless steel it. refrigerator. Oh, she was wiping it down. Right. Like, nobody's fucking doing that. Come on. Right. Like on camera. That's right. what like it was so over the top. I actually loved it. I was like, I this is so performative. Like, yeah. It was hilarious. Cinderella during the day. Yes. Yes. You know, and yeah. then and then she's like, "I haven't lived alone in thirty years. It's not a lot to do. Like a lot of vacuuming. <laughs> like, oh God, it was it was like being. She was like a caricature Ooh. of a caricature of the fallen Erica Girardi. Right? Like, it was so funny. Um, and then what did you think when she said? Well, if I was having sex during all this, it would be much better. Did you have any reaction to that statement um, of hers? No, at that point, that was just like, that was just a stupid comment. Like, she wasn't having sex with Tom. Correct. So that was the part that I felt like, so now are you telling us that you were banging Tom? Because I don't think you were. So I don't think sex in any of this is like... A it was big a, deal. It was a dumb move on our part because it was, it was like a tiny little thing where it's like, oh, thank you for that reminder that you're lying about everything. <laughs> That's a good point. Okay. So yeah, yeah so I like insert that. that in our right. in our pocket for like right. yet another like stupid that. lie. Like you know? Um, okay. So we find out, right, she's hosting Kyle and Lisa, mm-hmm. her posse, who yes. are now the designated uh, Erica posse. For Kyle's actual birthday, which mm-hmm. is that day, which I was surprised that Kyle was filming there, but I'm sure Kyle had multiple other parties. Right. She said she didn't, but she probably mm-hmm. did. Um, so I thought when she was like, did you want to leave for a long time? I was like, oh, stop this. This is such a setup. Right. So you thought they had pre-prepared the uh, question. A million percent. Right. And then she tells us again that a conversation with Yolanda is what triggered her to look at Tom's phone and she had not thought about that forever. Yeah, such bullshit. And, that, and it was all there. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I love when you do that. I mean, what? Like, just again, I felt like, once again, I felt like all this information should be more fascinating, but now we've heard it and now yeah. we're just hearing it rehashed. And I don't know why I find this even more boring than Champagne Classgate. Right. Like, I actually, like, I, I thought that was so boring, but I still thought it was interesting. This is real stuff that we're trying to piece I together. Know. And I still, like, it all fell flat. I didn't give a shit. I mean, and the only thing I thought was the fact that Erica said that Sutton, because Kyle brings up that, again, Sutton doesn't want to be associated with you because she's worried about legal ramifications and her social status, which I think. Everybody in the, what did you call it? The Sutton Summit? The Summit, yeah. (laughs) In the Sutton Summit was worried about potentially legal Mm -hmm. ramifications. I think think it was pretty clear that everyone was like, uh, is it something, you know, are we pulled into this? Because her lifestyle, which is shown on the show, is what's being kind of slammed. You know, he's funding her lifestyle with the victim's money. Correct. Okay. And her business and her other persona. Mm -hmm. So- it is tied to the show. And I do yeah. understand that people are like, are we, I mean, they're just thinking, are we going to be deposed? Like, 
is there anything that anybody knows? I got that and everyone, but of course Kyle is saying Sutton was the only one that was worried. Oh, BTW. Mm-hmm. Um, Layla was telling me that Layla, which some of the podcast listeners might remember from last year's Beverly Hills recaps and also Potomac recaps. She, for the first time watched the never before scenes, like, which I don't usually watch, mm-hmm. but you watch them apparently. And I didn't watch it. So I could be getting this wrong. Sutton was maybe going to lend Erica money, but they cut that out or something. And it's like, Mm. and the thing being like, well, yes, Sutton's going to be worried about legal ramifications because she was going to lend you money. Now, I I didn't watch it. but I am so upset. My never before scenes, this was the first one. They didn't show up these two times. So I thought maybe they didn't have any. Oh, that would have been great. Can you ask her to... for a little bit more detail on yeah. that? Well, I'll because just watch it. I'll watch it. Yeah. If um, Sun was going to potentially lend her money, that is humongous. She doesn't want that to become part of anything. Right. I mean, obviously, Sutton was going to lend her money from her LC, LLC. LLC. Which she should know everything <laughs> about. But, I mean, that that is huge. Yeah, um, that's huge. But sorry, I cut you but, off. No, but the fact that Erica, with such venom, says... How small town of her. It's such cowardice that I was like, wow. I mean, so this is the position Erica is going to take. Now she's going to be nasty and we know she's going to be nasty. And we know from seeing scenes ahead, but it was like, take the road of that's her right. I mean, I am so upset by all of this. I'm upset that I'm associated with Tom mm-hmm. and what this has dragged me to. I don't want to put anybody in a position. How about that? Like that would have actually, I felt like let your case a little bit more of, I don't know anything that's going on. Couldn't agree I mean, more. and I get, she's thinking if I don't know anything that's going on, I should be mad. But as Garcelle pointed out in the last episode, she should be mad at Tom. Correct. And I know this is all natural deflection and whatever people do. And, but it's like, I was just so odd. And I'm like, oh, this is like where we're going. Huh? Yeah. She's projecting onto Sutton, who who was really there for her at the beginning of the mm-hmm. season, if you may mm-hmm. recall, like post-divorce. And, right. And like, like, obviously, Erica's acting out against a person who's on the right trail. Right. Right. You know? Right. So interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So then Erica says, you know, she's like, you know, there was a the thought of leaving, but how? And that's something that we saw at the beginning of the season right, too. A rehash. Like, okay, rehash. But then, what the fuck? When she was just like, well, okay, first of all, I want to say about the Yolanda Hadid, David Foster thing. Again, put this another piece of paper in our pocket pile that we're building up of stupid lies. So you mean to tell me that Mr. Girardi, the most powerful attorney in California, one of the most powerful in the nation, just... Like, you came home from Yolanda's one night and was like, oh, I should check my powerful husband's phone. You think his phone's just out? You know the password? It's like ready to, I mean, maybe they're married, but it doesn't sound like he respected her much to give her his password. And so, like, she just, like, opened it. It's so not believable at all that I'm like, okay, there's another stupid lie. Like, right. that, like, and, we can't right. check on it because it's like, you, she thinks that she's got a claim because it's like, okay, so Yolanda had this story that was on camera, or maybe it wasn't, whatever. But like, I like that dip. I mean, that's a really good point that you think that's like all a lie, how she found out, too. Um, I do think that someone as narcissistic as Tom Girardi 
may think, I don't care if she looks through my phone. I mean, if he really didn't give a shit about her, I don't, if he really didn't care about disrespecting her, if he really, really didn't give a shit, he wouldn't give a shit if she found out. I mean, you know, I just, I I don't know, but you're right. He has, I mean, I mean, all lawyers are supposed to have a passcode on their phone because you have your emails on the phone. That's a big thing. Like, um, you know, mm-hmm. somewhat, I mean, if someone accesses your phone, that's your emails, all your confidential stuff that you mm-hmm. have on a computer. You're supposed to have it passcoded. And when he give her a passcode and would she have even ever asked for his passcode and he would have said, you don't need it, honey. Like, or, 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 or that she does have his passcode. Does she know more about his business? Not that I ever oh, look at Jared's emails, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I know all of like it, that. but like, it's like, but it's just, yeah, but you're right. You're right. It's, She's she's trying to reference real things that happen in the show or around the show right. as points. I don't yes. know. I don't and know. and it's, knows? it's actually not. Wise. All I thought was like, I just don't care. I just, I don't know. I just was so like rehash, rehash. not important. Um, okay. So now we're getting, we're heading into the party, but I want to mm-hmm. just backtrack really quick. So this is setting up the fight between Dorit and Garcelle, but when Crystal and when Dorit was at Crystal's house, I thought it was so crazy that Dorit was like, oh, so we're at a holiday party. Did you really think that was the right time to gang up on Erica? And I threw my hands up in the air and I'm like, are you kidding, Dorit? That was planned. It right. was an attack. And then Clearly, Rinna or whoever else knew told Erica that they were going to do this. It was all planned. So right. now Dorit has this fake conversation with Crystal to set up her storyline because she has no storyline, in my opinion. Like, like right. for this fight for Garcelle. Like now, all of a sudden, the Garcelle jabs are going to become Dorit's thing. And, and the reason why I'm so angry at it, like, fine, Garcelle has been jabbing everyone, but the reason why I'm angry is because Dorit used the stupidest jumping off point for it, which was like, I can't believe we were mean to Erica when that was the purpose of the dinner. It's like, they're not right. being careful with their fakeness in the show. Right. Like, I agree. At least, like, like, don't fuck up on these little things. That yeah, and and I don't know if that was like backtracking and just trying to make on camera make you know them. I, I don't I don't know. I, I I really don't know why they think they need to stick up for Erica so much at this point. I mean, this expose is out there. Erica has basically said there is no money. Like this stuff is happening, even if there are allegations at this point. They're so serious and. She has blatantly said she's lied to them for so Correct. long. I yeah. mean, it's yes. not like, I mean, the the whole thing with telling Garcelle there was no third party. And now all of a sudden, like, there's, you know, that's a reason she's leaving, which she doesn't actually say yes. But, you know, all this stuff. It's like she blatantly lied. I don't know why they feel like they, I, at this point, I, I mean, you jump ship. Yeah. This, They're not this great is, friends. This I don't is get the it. mystery of this season. And what I'm more interested in is like how they are doing the season. And like you said, like miscalculating all of this. Yes. That badly. Like, 
Yes. And and I don't know. I mean, are there, maybe there's, are, are they, you know, are they trying to pull in the gays that are Erica Jane fans? Oh, Do they want like, maybe. are they like, oh, poach. you know, yeah. Oh, so you know what? Maybe we'll get Erica Jane's following and we can start patting the puss on stage. Right, like Lisa something. Rinna is probably honestly yeah. like, maybe that's part of her whole thing. Like there's a whole following, you know, oh my God. maybe they, she has so many stands. Cause I don't think she has stands out there in the real Housewife oh, world Rina. anymore. You don't think right. Rina does? I think she's No, no, still no, no. Has... Erica. At oh, this point. no, she does. Oh. She has tons of stands. I was listening to, I forget what podcast so you it need, was. So maybe they are fighting over that following. I think it was, um, right? I was listening to like a random bitch sesh episode, which I haven't listened to in so long, but I listened to this like one episode recently. And I think Casey was saying how she, or someone was saying how, they read an Erica post and, uh-huh. and and that the comments were so polar. It was either like, you go girl, da-da-da, or it was like, die, Erica. Right. And it's just like, right. like she still has a lot of stance. So I went and looked at some Erica posts and it's true. She right. still has like Ugh. these crazy stance. I don't know. No, I mean, I guess that's why they're stands, you know, they're cuckoo. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, I I don't know. It's just so odd. I'm just watching this all and I'm just like, I'm just confused. I'm not saying you should get on screen and start just saying you're a horrible person and and think that she's done something wrong right away. But I don't understand this. Like, we have to be really supportive of Erica. It doesn't make sense to me. No. No. Not at all. No. I, it's it's such a mystery. So Ugh, then we move um, on to this party. So Erica walks into the party with that same robot, like German w- with the with the leather <laughs> outfit, like the vinyl outfit walk or <laughs> Right. I know, I know what you're saying. You're totally and I right. Was like she doesn't she you know what it is? It's like she doesn't move her arms with her legs maybe and just, right. just walks and it's like yeah. You just, like, you're so, you're a dancer. Aren't you supposed right. to be, like, smooth and right. flowy? I don't know. Like, no, it's her, it's her, it's her boss bitch, uh, serious, like, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a look. Yeah. And walk, it's like, you, know? you look stiff and, like, Yeah, an and idiot. this is not a good look. But, not yeah. Look. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, the party. <sighs> What'd you think of the fight? Well, I do want to point out first that, Garcelle points out that Erica picks the no apologies for her drink choice. And she's like, oh, interesting. Of course, of course, Erica picks the no apologies. So, And this is in her confessional. So Garcelle is obviously anti-Erica. And, yes. we, and we know that from the last episode, but it was very clear. Then I do want to point out that Kyle says, again, I, I hate the conversations about food on this show. I don't know why. It's, but Kyle, like, loads her plate up and she goes oh i hate myself my plate is full and no one else's like look at my plate and i just i hate the discussions about food Mm. i really Mm -hmm. do it's it is real life i do feel like i go to dinner with women and i eat a lot more than other people do and they definitely talk about food and food choices but i don't know why on this show with like you know like she's all like at the Christmas party. She's like, Dorit, that's all you're going to have. Put some potatoes on there. Put some, it's like, just shut up. You know who these people are. Like, just don't talk about what's on your plate. Everything. Like, I don't know. I was just kind of like, 
I think they're like trying to be relatable, but it's yes, like you're not. And that's the part I'm saying. It's so not relatable. We all know you guys are counting, and and it's and that's real life. Right. But it's like I just I I just I I don't know why it bugged me so much. But what did I think about the fight? I thought it was fucking weird. I thought Dorit starts off very aggressively, like you have a lot of jabs, and they do a montage of Garcelle's jabs, and I didn't understand the fight. Everyone basically tries to chime in and say it's you shouldn't be passive aggressive about him. You should be more to the point. And I don't know how more to the point Garcelle needs to be when she says something. And that's the part where I was like completely confused. You just don't like her saying what she's saying to you. It's not the jabs. It's you don't like her in general, I guess. I, do you understand what I'm saying? I felt like... Yeah, well, Garcelle basically was like, um, we've all had a problem, like in our confessional, like we've all had a problem, or maybe she said it at the party, like we've all had a problem with Dorit going on and on. Kyle did, everyone did. And they show a montage of every single person saying, you've talked too much. And Kyle's like, yes, and I had it in with her, but she's like, but here I am getting beat up for this right now. Although right. I will say, Dorit did say, she's like, you poke and you poke and you poke. Um, And when someone's uncomfortable, you're like, what? And I do think that's true. Garcelle does poke and poke and poke. A hundred percent true. And and that's why I didn't like Garcelle. Because I was like, she did annoy me with that. Because her poking was just straight up rude and misplaced. And I didn't like The Paris thing was really bad when she told the the daughter. If anyone said anything about her 13-year-old son, she would lose her mind, I think. And she told Kathy, oh, I hated your kid. I hated your kid. Like, why was she even at this party? Like, I I couldn't even imagine saying that to someone. I think that Garcelle is just super... She's one of those people who has... Who thinks it's like interesting to have no filter and i don't like those people because it is well and i think her filter is very calculating so i think it is a calculated filter i mean that's what they're trying to tell her i think is right it's it's like a bit ridiculous on her part yeah and i guess but i was confused because again i don't find it to be passive aggressive though like what i'm trying to say is they're trying to tell her you just don't like what I just don't really like you, I feel like, is what they're trying to tell her. And she's saying, I always feel like an outsider in this group. So she kind of asks these questions. And I kind of understand. And I'm just starting to realize they all, this is just a group that's not jiving. Like, they don't really like Garcelle. And Garcelle feels like an outsider. And so she's constantly has her, like, walls up in a way and that's why i don't think she's authentic either and i feel like everything she's doing is super calculating so it's just like i was like oh this is maybe just not a good group of women that were were being shown i mean it's all doesn't fit necessarily with this and crystal has lost her storyline completely she has just gone silent and i was just like i didn't get it but dory calling garcelle a bully again we all know what that word means. And it's just like saying violated before that people thought that was a too strong of a word. I fucking hate when grown women on a housewife show where it's all about allies attacking this or that, call someone a bully. I couldn't agree more. I wanted to pop her in the face (laughs) and say, this is a bully. Like I cannot stand that. I really can't. And she knows when she says that what she's trying to do too. So just like, 
Garcelle is calculated, saying her stuff, like Dorit, like, and I just thought it was so inappropriate, so misplaced. People use on Housewives the term bully as like a wild card that they can just pull out at any point and then it's like, ah, oh, that's going to shut everyone up. Right, and it's like a, a bully, dog whistle win. for supporters yes. to be like, bully campaign, anti-bully right. campaign, we yes. hate bullyers. And it's just like this whole thing. And I just sat there and I was like, oh my God, nothing Garcelle did remotely right. Like you guys all kind of standing in a pack, anti-Garcelle is more bullying in a right. way. I mean, if you want to use the word bully, like right. then what Garcelle does. And I just... I was so like, I am so fucking bored because this is meaningless. I yeah. guess that's how I felt. Again, at least the crystal stuff, like I meant the glass stuff, was so stupid and made me laugh. Oh, the wine glass and the, the wine glass versus yeah. like it was so dumb and made me. This was just, I was just like, holy moly, they have nothing else to do other than like this Erica drama because this is so right. stupid. Like Dorit keeps on trying to make stupid arguments. I felt like she was dumb. Sorry. So I, I was oh, just like, did you, did you, by the I way, read, so dumb. Did you read the article that I texted? Uh, apparently the trustee who's handling the Girardi Keys firm's bankruptcy is suing Erica for 25 million. I did not see that yet. Sorry. We were so, so golfing. Um, well, I just said it this morning. We go oh, okay. this morning, right. Tina. No, just right. kidding. It doesn't matter. But um, yeah, so basically the trustee who's handling the bankruptcy case for the firm. Now, I don't know who that is exactly. Like, my legal brain doesn't know. Like, who is the trustee who's handling the firm's bankruptcy? So, so, the, so, so Tom must have filed for bankruptcy personally, but the firm filed for bankruptcy as well. I don't know if that was involuntarily or voluntarily, right. but the firm itself is the one that owes the money. Tom owes the money if it's fraudulent and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but the firm is the one that's supposed to pay these people out. So the firm, so the firm is, is its own entity. In its own, in its bankruptcy, so, is suing Erica so, officially. So, which now. makes sense. So now what they're going to say is that Tom, not the firm, funneled the money to Erica. So as the trustee of the firm, they need to get that money back so they could pay out their claims. Mm -hmm. So if they're, so the trustee has its own for the firm itself has mm -hmm. its own action against Erica. I haven't read it yet, but this all makes sense. Mm -hmm. So they're going to try to go after Erica for that money. So they are trying to make, so now not only are potentially Victa, she's going to be named in other cases, the firm itself, is going to be going after Erica to get that money to pay back the victims so they don't have, yes. like, issues. Fascinating. Fascinating development. And so, like, I think that lawsuit just was filed, and we'll see. She's going to lose decided. all the money she has from Chicago, from her book deal, everything. I mean, just these, these are such big lawsuits. Uh, bankruptcy counsel is so freaking expensive. Wow. You can't hire cheap ones, like... I mean, good luck. You know, it's it's so expensive. <laughs> what did you think when she was at the Kyle birthday hangout when she was like, so I found out, I mean, this is not how Erica talks, but like, you know, I found out that he was cheating and she's like, so I, I knew I couldn't leave. So I made myself a career. I'm like, what timeline are you faking right now? Well, no. What do you mean? So she said, so I thought there's no way out. So I need to build my own financial security and life. Like as if it was a reaction to 
finding out Tom was cheating, that's all a lie. But I think, I think, um, I think more, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe the book deal, the Chicago, like doing stuff more than just being Erica Jane. Okay. Okay. Like, okay. Cause those things were actually more recent. In process already. But maybe, maybe like doing all those other things where she's making money on her own other than just through this Erica Jane stuff. That's what I thought, but I'm not sure if that's cause okay. that came after, but I'm not sure if that's like where she said, I got to do more than this and try to venture out and use this platform. But I know. So, so basically at this luncheon though, Dorit's going back and forth with Garcelle and a, and I, I just, again, thought this argument was so stupid. I didn't even like write down what they were saying until Dorit says to Garcelle, trying to get to Garcelle, you, you know, she brings up Palm Springs. And she's like, what you did to Erica was one of the jabs, like issues, like you're a bully. And so Garcelle loses it and starts saying, fuck you with that. And then basically tells everyone to fuck off. Yeah. And she gets up to leave the table and Garcelle walks away. And I thought to myself, why did she walk away? They, they bring her back. And I realized at that point, she's thinking, you know, they're not fighting fair they all know she didn't know right. that she was supposed to bring it up and they're bringing it up again. But I was just kind of like, I don't know, just so over this argument, just like, right. It was just so, it went zero to a hundred. I felt like for no reason. Yeah. And it was like, um, uh, there's a word I'm like blanking. I can't think of it. Like using Palm Springs was just like, it was just like a weak move on their part. Like they right. have nothing. Right, right. I get it. Karen Huger, you, you, you threaten, you uh, threaten the life of Ray or whatever. You wish death upon Ray. <laughs> right. But like, then, yeah. yeah. So, so Crystal interjects because I am thinking, wow, Garcelle has no allies. I mean, Sutton feels like she can't say much. She has no allies. And Crystal says, Garcelle Sutton is her ally. I do, but at this point, I think Sutton's a little nervous, right? Yes, and yes. then Crystal says. Garcelle, she reiterates for the probably millionth time, Garcelle did not hear Erica say, don't talk about it. And Sun mutters, yeah, she said, don't mention it to the group. And that somehow makes Erica pipe in and say, be quiet, small town. I'm so worried about my motherfucking reputation. And Sun starts nervously laughing and Erica responds, we could go all day, get another motherfucking legal opinion. You know, and I'm like, what is happening? I know, Erica just like was dying to pull that out at some point and she used it at such a dumb moment i was like erica you are not good at this right now like you're just so pathetic and then she's like sutton's like don't take your problems out on me and erica's like my problems so don't affect you so small town shit so stupid (laughs) i am just sitting there like i i i don't know again this fight felt so disjointed It just felt so fake and it it made me to feel like, again, that Sutton, that that, like other lunch was so much more real reactions. I felt like this Mm -hmm. was all fake and like they're all waiting for a fight and they all need they know a fight and it's just dumb. Also, like this is in in this episode and also in the Roni episode, which we'll get to, I thought so much on a, I don't want to say deeper level, but I thought so much about what it's like to be a housewife and the pressure to like entertain us. And so for example, like Dorit bringing up this thing in front of the whole table, which is just a personal issue she has with Garcelle. She's like, 
well, I would like to talk to you at Rena's party about this. And I was like, okay, so this is the theme. I mean, this is how the shows are made. Fine, fine, fine. But it was just so like in our faces made up that right. I'm like, I don't have much stake in this. I'm not hanging right. on every word. Whereas right. that dinner from last episode, I was hanging on every word. There was something that was really real right. in comparison to this. Right. And I think, again, I said this so many times, I think also real in the sense of who's backtracking, who's not. It's yeah. just like, that was real. Like, I get that. I got that. I've been, We've all been in those situations. This is just like... I guess, yeah, it's not relatable. You don't sit down just trying to pick a fight. Um, it's, I mean, how I feel about some other shows, but this one was just so disjointed. Like, I was just yeah. stupid. Stupid. I didn't understand the end of it. I didn't give a shit about the Kyle and Kathy stuff at the end. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. The only thing I'll say was, number one, like, I just kept staring at the photo of Michael Jackson. And I'm like, oh, is that Kathy and Rick? Like, and I thought... Now, did Kathy put that there purposefully, or does Kathy not even think that? Like, no, Kathy's mentioned she grew up with Michael Jackson. But like, she mentioned it. Did she purposely put that up for the shot? I don't think Kathy is that calculated, actually. No, I think she's. I mean, she loves the fact that she grew up with Michael Jackson. I just thought, yeah, that was just very. It's just there. I I don't know. I for most of that scene, I was just staring at the Michael Jackson poster. I mean, picture. But I will say in this whole thing that, number one, when they flash back to the iconic season finale, season one scene, where Kim says, you stole my house, I was looking at Kyle, and it's just like, oh, wow, this was a lot pre-surgery. Like, her nose was really not done in season one. And she looked much younger, and just like, because... I mean, it was 10 years ago, right, obviously, but, but, but wow, like, she But was, Kyle looks a lot better. She looks, now. definitely right. looks better now. Yeah. Right. I, I, it's, it's, it's amazing to me too. I, I agree. I mean, Kyle looks so much like Paris younger, like, cause her nose is just like Paris's mm-hmm. like, yeah. and it's, it's amazing to me, like how, how much she yeah, all of these women, like, just back and forth. But Kyle, like, I mean, some of them would do it for the better and some of them don't. Kyle just looks great. I mean, whatever she's mm-hmm. doing looks great. But I did find it interesting that we find out that basically in the course of their life, they haven't talked for 10 years. That's, That's a long time, long time for siblings that all Kyle talks about is how close she is with her family. That there was, like, 10 years of rifts. And the initial rift, as you may recall, was that Kyle and Mo's Mauricio started the agency. And mm-hmm. Mauricio used to be an agent for Rick. And so there were rumors that Mauricio stole clients and all these different things. And that caused the 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 rift in the, mm-hmm. in the relationship. And so it was business related, whatever. And then, then they got back together. And then there was a rift because... Kyle wrote American Woman, Mm -hmm. which got canceled. But I understood Kathy would be pissed about that. I don't know how I'd feel about. Kathy would be pissed about both of the things. Like, right? Like, how can Kyle and Mauricio expect Kathy and Rick to be like, okay, sure, start your own agency, competitive agency, competitive agency? Like, you can't be like, like, do they want their blessing? Right. I, I I mean, like, I don't know the details, but that, like, even before I saw Kathy on the show, and you don't give a shit about Kathy, but, like, 
for, for the entire Beverly Hills that I've known, I've always been like, what kind of defense, like, just personally right. does Mauricio have right. for I doing this? Like, yeah. So, so I thought that was interesting in that sense. And then I thought, um, you know, but that, but that's really, I mean, otherwise I'm like, I'm happy they're back to being friends, I guess. I and, thought, I just, the only thing that I liked about this was that at least I saw Kathy being a real person for the first time. Like she wasn't, right. she didn't have any errors. I think she was really crying in her confessional. I do too. Oh my God. I was going to tell you that. I was going to tell you that. I wrote like, oh my gosh, are these real tears? Because we don't see real tears at all. Yeah. So Kathy, the, right. um, the, what's it? The, the, the court jester kind right. of is the one actually crying. Yeah. Wow. Although she said it, it was weird. They asked her the question, like, do you have any regrets? And I don't know, she answered it weird, but basically she was just like, she, she said she regrets being together, but I think she meant not being together, not being together yeah. but, but I, I mean like that was actually quite heartfelt and I right. believed it and I was like, okay. And that was my takeaway. Just like, right. oh, we finally saw like. A little, a little glimpse humanity, of humanity, like real. Yeah. Well, I and in the other the last thing is, I did think when they were rehashing the lit party, I did think it's funny because I didn't really notice this, but when when Dorit and everybody was fighting, Kathy the whole time was adjusting her lip gloss in a mirror and just like wasn't basically there. She's just like, what, like what? Wait, like what really happened? Oh, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> she really is just kind of like, oh, I'm here, you yeah. know. I, yeah. So that kind of made me laugh, but I know. Um, the last thing that I will say is in the scenes for next week. At at one point, Erica's like in the middle of that fight where she has that that we've all seen this clip like a million times with the like bad makeup line because she doesn't have right, a glam squad. Right. The priv but, face. But in the in the one scene, she's like yelling and then she's looking forward and she kind of has her hand forward and I'm like, she's trying to look like like it was like an Avenger pose, like from the Avengers oh, movies. And I was like, oh I you have to like real. see it again. It was just bizarre. Okay, so let's go to uh this last week's episode of Roni. Right. Um we start with another awful Leah family dinner. And wow, wow, wow. Just like, ugh. all I have to say about this is, you know, who, ugh, who cares about our family? I do think that they're telling Bunny, okay, Bunny, now you're going to be, you're going to be like, you know, my, um, my foil. And then you're right. going to be like, oh, but I'm proud of you. It's like Bunny likes Leah, but you, your mom loves you. Stop this nonsense. She's just like a normal mom who's like, I don't think you should drink. You're a fucking alcoholic. I, I, I mean, this is the part that I don't understand in her. Her dad obviously sounds like an alcoholic, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen him just drink. Like, and, and the fact that it's like, yeah, I, I don't, your, your relationship is not unique, Leah. Right. Like, they're a mom watching her kid self-destruct in front of her to the point where, and this is in high school, when you are really concerned about your kid's judgment and they're in your house every day. And Leah's response is, I got to experience the rave culture in the 1990s. No parent gives a shit if you get to experience the rave culture. They're worried that you did not care about school and that you're drinking and putting yourself in positions where you can harm yourself, harm somebody else and have lifelong repercussions. Right. And that's not unique. And Bunny seems like she's proud of her, but yes, 
in the back of her head, she has doubt. She's seen them. I mean, it's human nature not to just be like, I don't get it. But yes, it's been years of Leah doing well and I get it, but she sees things. Leah has to go on a show. Leah wants, likes a lot of plastic surgery. She sees all those things of Leah's not liking herself that mm-hmm. made her make bad decisions. Like, oh. Yeah, like, okay. Oh, okay. And, then, and then another two things. Number one, Leah in her confessional is like, um, like, who can say they went to the limelight in the tunnel? And I want to be like, lots of fucking people can say that they went to the limelight in the tunnel in New York. Like, right. it is so not unique that she went there. Like, yes, they were very popular, huge clubs that people right. went to. But, like, it's not, like, I have lots of friends who would go there all the time. Like, right. it's just like, Leah, stop Well, I went to, to the limelight in Chicago. I <laughs> not the same, Dina. You're not like Leah. Right. Um, and the next thing that I was like, this infuriates me about some people. Leah's like, I mean... If I, you know, like, tried, like, I mean, I could have, like, gone to, like, Ivy League. And it made me so mad. I, I would have like, been a star athlete. Uh, yeah, like, really? Like, I, in right. Leah's head, she does believe that. It's, like, also, like, I hear actors or whatever. They're like, well, if I wasn't doing that, oh, I'd just be a, what, a lawyer or an accountant. And it's, like, those aren't, like, easy things to just, like, necessarily do. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, people just, like, they're, like... Well, obviously, if I had gone this other more mainstream path, everything would have worked out fine. And as someone who is a mainstream path person, like, I'm just kind of like, you know, you guys, I mean, I've been around all these, like, actory people, and I'm just like, get over yourself. Get over yourself, And and when Leah said that, I was just like, oh, you would have gone to an Ivy League college? Actually, you're not that fucking bright, Leah. So I don't think so. But anyways, that really bugged me. So... Go ahead. So sorry. So so next, I thought this was really interesting. If as you may recall, they had to shut down production mm-hmm. a couple times during the Roni filming, and we read about it on blogs. Like they shut down Roni filming again, and during the shutdown, Ramona and Luad were parting it up in other areas, in like Florida and stuff. And I didn't know the second one was because of Sonia. We all had heard yeah. that it was possibly because of people in production. So I thought this was interesting that we find out that Konya gets so Konya. <laughs> Sonia gets COVID, and so that's why they they shut down production for filming for four weeks. This show is so choppy as is, and I'm sure that didn't, you know, help at all. So once again, I was just like, bravo, you know, in hindsight. I I wonder how much they wish she didn't film over the election. Um, Because, again, that was such a fucked up time for everybody. And they just waited a little longer and not filmed during the winter in New York when... COVID was happening again. You know, it was just like mm-hmm. a, like a bad uh, a bad choice. They, they rushed filming, and I know they need to get out content. But all in all, it, it, Bravo also ruined the season. It's not just the people mm-hmm. and the content. I feel like they made a bad decision. And hindsight's twenty twenty. I mean, like, how would you know that? But it Wait, was just a BTW, bad decision. Dina, I just had, like, a little epiphany. I know that we think it was a terrible decision to film over the election for all the reasons that we've said throughout this podcast but i think with an actual good cast it could have been incredible i don't know i was so tense and i'm not like i i was it was i don't know but a good cast such an overall a good cast could have captured that 
I'm just saying, I think this no. cast is so bad. Right. It's bad. But I do love that they show Ramona. I mean, honestly, I know Ramona, blah, blah, blah. I, I, lo- I, lo- I mean, I, I like Ramona. On oh, my screen, I'm not on board anymore. I know. I, I totally get it. it. I really don't care. I mean, I really, I really don't. Like, and Ramona's studying for real estate broker lessons. And as she gets an answer correct, she basically is telling the camera, another one, correct. <laughs> it's like, it's in your book. You can have the answer. You answer it. It's not that fucking difficult. I mean, if you're a, a real estate lawyer, you don't even have to take the broker exam to right. become a broker. Like, No, no, no. Dina, just... you don't have to take it if you are a lawyer. You don't have to be a real estate lawyer. You can be any oh, lawyer right. okay. in New York so and just... It, oh, there's your license. <laughs> Although it, it just, is a lot. Like, it is a lot of hours to get your license. I'm sure, but it just cracks me up. It's not like, I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, and I just thought it was so funny. And I was just like, I just love those, like, her with her book. Like, I mean, she really probably does, like, 30 minutes of studying. She's like, oh, I studied so yeah, much. Yeah, totally. So then we find out Sonia has COVID. And, of course, Ramona talks about herself the whole time and how she may have felt bad. Right. She's talking to Sonia and trying to help her out. Um, And then... We do find out that after this, once Sonia comes out of COVID, she feels so much relief. She feels so good. I thought this was such a real reaction to someone getting COVID in the middle of all of this. She finds out who her friends are. You know, Ramona wanted to send over an ambulance. Ramona came to her door, even though Sonia had COVID when she had 103 degrees because she wanted to make sure that Sonia was okay. And she did that off camera, which is a big deal. And I feel like that is Ramona with Sonia. She does feel like she mm-hmm. has to watch out for Sonia. And it was off camera. And I did think that was kind of Sonia and her true heart. I mean, Ramona and her true heart of hearts about how she feels about Sonia. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why on screen when they're friends, they do have a funny, good connection. Yeah. Um, and then so Luann and Ramona are hanging out and... Um, Ramona is like going to whip up a Galentine's date. Like they literally COVID has ruined the real housewives so much that like, they just have to go back to the Hamptons to Ramona's right. house. Cause they can't do anything else. And Luann tells Ramona that she was talking to Sonia like the day before. And Sonia was wasted on the phone, like looked like the middle of the day. And Sonia was like, Oh my God, why do I talk so much shit about Sonia? Thought she hung up the phone. Right. Right. And so she's just like, she's like talking shit about me. And honestly, if I were Lou, I would have been really pissed. Well, it was funny because we see that actually yeah. happen, right? They 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 show us that Sonia's just like, I just love my Lou. I don't know why I talk so much shit about her. Yeah. And then she's like, and Ramona. But we also know that was being filmed. So she didn't know that Lou heard it, but she knows that maybe they would see it. Oh, So I didn't think it was that bad. Mm-hmm. I felt like she was just, she, I feel like. Sonia is going through one of those moments of not, I could have died. I don't know. Maybe she thought she could have died, but oh my gosh, I love my friends. I don't know why I do this stupid shit. I really adore them. That's all she meant about it. And I get that Lou is listening and she's like, oh, but I, I thought it was all stupid. I mean, knowing that Sonia had just gone through a really bad COVID bout, like I get that, that whole feel, uh, a new lease on life, you know, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. kind of a feeling and being mm-hmm. like, and, and, and her whole point was that she wants to apologize to them. So I, I you know, right. but the fact that they Ramona, really the part is the fact that Ramona Lou, I mean, I do love it. And it is true. I mean, Ramona's like, she's just jealous oh my of God. us. Oh, I We've gotten our stuff together <laughs> after divorce. She's penniless. We actually invested and we have money. No, we, no, we, she we, says we've accumulated wealth. <laughs> 
<laughs> We've words. accumulated wealth and she doesn't have anything. I mean, she's lost money. So, but I do believe that's all true, right? Yeah. It's all true. And Lou is basically also saying, and you and I should understand this more than anybody. Lou is saying, I have gotten her a renter for four months. My friend's from Abu Dhabi, but I've got her a renter and like, I don't get anything for it basically. And you and I understand how key acknowledgement is. So I think Lou is also really annoyed about this. She's like, I've set her up. She hires realtors. I got her a fucking renter on that townhouse. And she like talks so much shit about me. This is so dumb. So I understood that part. Uh, Yes, for sure. So they arrived to the Hamptons and Sonia brought like a ton of bags. And I thought it was like, so, okay, here in this episode, this is where I started instead of shitting on them, which is where my brain wanted to go. I mean, it did go there, but um, just for being like a stupid show at this point, I was like, oh my God, they have so much pressure to like entertain when the cameras are on and they have nothing. And I thought about them as actual human beings for a moment. And I thought, are they stressed out? Cause they know that they are so not entertaining Right. At all right now. And I don't mean right. they need to be clowns and make us laugh, but just like there is no drama, there's nothing. And are they super stressed about it? Maybe. Because this was so flat, an right. absolute zero. And okay, so then they like made a thing. So they're like, okay, let's make a thing about Sonia's bags. And I'm like, you know, when you go to I someone's mean- house, like, you can help someone take up their bags. I don't know. I just didn't. I know, but I, I do feel like the bag thing is something in every show. It's a trope that, I mean, every single show, That's there's true. a comment, a franchise a comment about bags. But I loved Sonia's comments because Ramona and Lou are basically like, we have to help Sonia carry up these bags. First of all, they're annoyed that she's brought so much stuff. I do love that Sonia says, Ramona could do a 20 minute plank. You can't carry a bag up the stairs. I thought that was so funny. Very funny. So, so funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then we find out Ramona buys each of the girls loungy outfits and it turns out to be super cheap. I thought that was so funny in Ebony's um, confessional when she was like, now let me get this straight. Like, these outfits are ugly and very cheap. And then she doubles back and she's like, very cheap. <laughs> and these so corny ass Horowski crystals on my face. Yes. And she's like, but in the spirit of sisterhood, I'll do it. That Which was I thought very was funny. funny. You know what? Um, so when Sonia was like apologizing to Ramona and Ramona, mm-hmm. I'll give her this. Ramona knows how to accept an apology. Um, right. And that was good. But Dina, I'm like, I've hit a point of no return with Sonia. That, like, when I was, when she was like, you know, I'm really going through something. I'm like, Sonia, we have been going through your divorce for right. decades. No, you're point. right. And, like, right. I'm tired of, I know that you are going through things, but I can only hear the same thing year after year after year. And I believe Sonia believes that she is going through something. She is. She's, like, spiraling out of control. Right. But for her... To place the blame. I mean, she didn't outright say it was like my divorce, but she basically was like saying that. Like, I'm going through a lot of stuff. And it's like, why don't you talk about what you're really going through? That you're masking everything that you've lost 
with substance abuse. Like that is what's happening. And that's making you spiral even more, but you won't say that you will use all these external things that happened to you that you didn't cause. And I'm tired of it. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because we don't have Lou anymore drinking. We don't have Dorinda. And so now we're really kind of focusing on Sonia. I mean, we've kind of like, She's able to deflect and just be funny all this time. And now it's Sonia that we're actually right. looking at like we did Dorinda. And we're kind of like, and, and just the fact that when Sonia's apologizing to Luann, uh-huh. I don't know if you caught this. She says, you know, I was coming off my antidepressants and I was being mean. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it really, like, like it really always is something. Yes. The water pill, like you're, I mean, the like water pill. It, it, now oh. it's coming off of antidepressants yes. or it's always just something. And it's just like, again, I mean, you, you need something more than this healer and these people. I mean, she needs real big, whatever therapy that like, you know, but she needs something, but she needs the show because she needs money. Yeah. She needs money. And I believe Ramona when she says she's lost all her money. I think she has a huge mortgage on that townhouse. I think that's a reason she can't take a lot less for it. She probably owes more money than it's worth at this point now. And I just think it's that's part of why it is a big uh, noose. And she I mean, has I bet to you. like entertain on the show, even though she's yeah. falling apart inside. And so like right. the drinking just gets even worse. Like she needs it to be entertaining, but she also just wants to drink to mask her paint. Like it's all so much that I wow. just... I just, right. I, I mean, I feel bad for Sonia. Like, right. but like, right. I, I just, it's so hard to watch at this point. It's not fun anymore. Right. Right. It's she's not, not fun she's anymore. She's not my, our little Sonia Rita. No, she's, exactly. It's not know. our Sonia Rita. I mean, I think some of her stuff is funny. Again, the 20 minute plank, all so her funny. little, yeah. I mean, her little things are hilarious, but I know. And I was just like, oh, once again, I mean, this show is just getting like dark and not fun and mm-hmm. These women have real problems and I really don't enjoy <laughs> you it. You don't like real problems. <laughs> I don't like real problems. I don't like real problems. And so it's like, ugh, I, I don't love the fakeness. I, I don't know what I want anymore. I hate the fakeness of Beverly Hills, but I don't like the real problems right now in New York either. Like, so I'm kind of like, ugh. Like you know. we've had real problems before on New York, but it's just handled in a, right. the, the like, the ups and downs, the funny and the not, they all balanced out so well every other season. But well, there's no alchemy making this work right now. But I think also all of this is all of this is being filmed during a pandemic where we have all carried so much anxiety with us about whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. that I think it's like heightened all of the kind of messiness of everything. I mean, yeah. They're all dealing with real, real life problems that we all were dealing with just by the pandemic and then everything else. I don't know. I'm just like, it's just, I I am not, unfortunately, pandemic Bravo is not fun. It's not fun. Although I'm going to say, I, I mean, even though Beverly Hills, this last episode really disappointed me, I, this season of Beverly Hills overall, I am loving because I want the downfall of Erica Jane. Obviously. Right. I was going to say, if there was, wasn't was that, who knows what there would be. Right. But yeah. But, but like, that's, that's what we have. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Guys. Guys. Ebony found her father. Oh. You know what? I, I actually did care. I did. Yeah. But I did this, about that. I finally did care. I was like, I literally, all I have 
in my notes is um, uh, just that she found her father. And then I said, okay, I kind of care a little. Uh, well, uh, we didn't talk deal. about this at the beginning. They, what they what they showed is that she found her father and she leaves him a voicemail message. And I thought to myself, this was the beginning of the show. I thought to myself, oh my gosh, if this is a scene that they had to show, this is just telling how boring this show is because it's a voicemail message yeah, that's such to a her father. Point. Like I was like, Oh Lord. So, but really happy. She found her, you know, the sisters are going to be okay, welcoming. Wait, wait. Good for but, her. But Dina, so this was like her thing. She's like, I'm going to find my family, even though we don't know you, Ebony. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then we get nothing because like, right. they're probably like, we're not going to be on some fucking show. Right. We don't even know right. you. But, right. but then like, it was like, there was blue balls. Like we don't right. even get to see them being like, oh, my father, right. we got bupkis. Nothing. Like, so oh, it was just God. all like, so, so on this episode at the end, they say next week on the final episode. So we'll see. Yeah, next week is the final episode. Um, and yeah, they have a conversation. They play pin the tail on Harry, and then Sonia calls him her ex boyfriend who cheated on her and fucked all her friends. And I was just like, Sonia, he was not your boyfriend. Right? Come on. Did you see the flashback to her? She looked so much younger. Oh my god! And you know what, Dina? She was talking so like. Not that she talks not normally, but it just goes to show how much people change on camera over seasons. She right. was just talking like uh, it wasn't Sonia performing on the show. Right. It was right. just like right. kind of a normal person. Right. And I was like, I know what oh. you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. So that's it. So let's see what happens. Let's hope Beverly Hills is good. And Let's hope that it's the last episode of Real Housewives of New York for the season. I know. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back in a week. Bye, Dina. Bye. Bye.